Hey everybody, welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Jeremiah Johnson. I am here back for round two with Doug Reed. We had a great time in our last episode hearing his story, his testimony, and it truly was powerful. Doug, thank you for joining us once again. Man, good to be here. We had you at our church just a few hours ago, uh, and it was it was powerful. You spoke a message called white hot. Was that correct? Yes. Yeah. And I really wanted to just kind of reiterate that message and just talk through it a little little bit again and just kind of have you encapsulate what you were trying to communicate to us this morning. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I entitled the message white hot. Uh, We talked about how to have a a faith for Christ that is radical, that is uh, what I called in the message uncivilized, uh, not a domesticated faith, not a uh, Christ is a part of my life kind of faith, but Christ is my life kind of faith. I think now, I'm sure this is probably so of every generation, but I think this message of just all out surrender mm-hmm. is something God is really stirring in the hearts of pastors, evangelists, teachers. Do you feel that so? You feel like you're hearing that message a lot lately? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I, I think the enemy has begun to counterfeit it. Uh, if you, you know, if you're paying attention at all in our society today, some of the stuff that happened in Washington this week, people are, uh, right or wrong. People are absolutely selling out for their cause. And we're living in, I'm, I'm sure you see we're, we're living in this church world. I know I, as a pastor that not only am I trying to make sure that I'm keeping myself radical for Jesus, but trying to get other people to be on fire for God, because it seems like everything in our culture is trying to get us to do anything but be radical for Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, our, our culture is pulling, pulling us away from the things that are really worth living for and worth dying for. And um, um, I, I believe that we were built for this. I, I think we are we are built to give ourselves fully to the gospel. Uh, if you read the words of Jesus closely, he talks about leaving everything behind. He talks about giving up our our very lives for the faith. He 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 makes many statements that are really what we would call unbalanced statements. I addressed that a little bit this morning, and I think it's because our Creator built us for all out surrender to Him. Yeah. One thing I wanted, I was thinking this morning as you were, you were preaching was I remember having a conversation with a guy one time and he was talking about like, Oh, I'm just, I'm just really struggling. I just don't feel it. I'm not on fire for the Lord anymore. And it it was really more of kind of a whiny. It wasn't Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I didn't feel like a sincerity. Like he was really pursuing God. It's like, Oh, I'm just struggling. And I just remember like, dude, toss a log on it. I don't know. You know, I was like, I just remember saying, Dude, toss a log on it, yeah. you know, and I feel yeah. like a lot of times we want to be white hot for Jesus, but we're not willing to do yeah. what it takes to get to that spot. Yeah. yeah, I think I think what happens is uh, we 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 have conflicts and um, we we start wanting something that perhaps God doesn't want for us. And then we wonder why uh, the spirit of God in our lives starts waning. I think also we all can go through desert seasons, but we have to realize that we were not meant to live there. Uh, if you've ever been to a desert, it's 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 inhospitable. Uh, it's a place that you're really not meant to thrive there. Uh, I think sometimes God takes us through a desert, but he never wants to leave us there. Children of Israel are supposed to be there about 40 days. They end up there for about 40 <laughs> right. years. And it was really their own rebellion that kept them there. I think um, now your ministry is global. You do different things around the world. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and I, I wrote down in my notes, one of the things that you said today is that comfort never creates conquerors. And I, I do think that that is something we really wrestle with in America is that we're, we're so comfortable that mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to pursue yeah. Jesus radically when we yeah. have money in the bank, more than enough food. Uh, you know, like the past, the church I on the food topic, the, the church I pastored in Utah, we had a food bank there. Our food bank existed because we got all the food from like six other food banks that couldn't get rid of their food. Wow. And we had a whole food bank yeah, yeah. just off <laughs> other food banks that couldn't get rid of their food. Yeah. And I was like, wow, th- th- this is where we're yeah, at in America. Only in America. <laughs> and along with that, you know, I think that we don't see the miraculous because we don't need to. Yeah. I, I mean, the, really in America, the only time we need a miracle is when it's cancer or it's it's gotten so deep. Yeah. That there really is nothing we can do except yeah, what's, Jesus. what's tough in our culture is we we have it we have rejected all the good forms of stress and tension, and we have embraced all the bad forms. Uh, we're stressed out and we're tense, but in all the bad ways. Uh, working out would be a good example. When you when you have a good workout, it actually uh, releases positive endorphins into your body. And then that stress causes growth to happen. You can't have growth without stress. But when I'm approaching a workout, I don't approach it as torture. I approach it as something good (laughs) to my life. I think we have to do the same thing with pain. If we're ever really going to consistently be radical in our faith and consistently white hot in love with God, then we have to have a different attitude about pain. Uh, this morning, I used the example of a boulder falling on your life and, and, and a tree literally growing through a boulder. Uh, who told you to stop growing just because you were hurting? Uh, pain is all throughout the New Testament. Of course, we live in a fallen world. We know pain is going to be a part of it. But uh, we are in a society that avoids, again, stress that could help them. But then they are stressed out in all these other negative ways. Now, you didn't say this specifically uh, this morning, but I wrote down a note in my notes, the transition from interior to exterior. And mm-hmm. that ex- that is the one thing that scares me in regards to my faith is that th- this fine line of when we stop pursuing God mm-hmm. uh, or in the ministry, we, we start focusing on the exterior aspects of ministry rather than the interior. Yeah. By that meaning, we become religious, that we care more about the program or the look or the feel of the church, the relevancy of it. And although there's nothing wrong with any of those things, if we don't keep this interior pursuit of God uh, in, in, in its optimum, yeah. then we, by nature, will start focusing on the things that don't even matter to the heart of God. Yeah. Yeah, I think the whole point of a relationship with God is that it isn't just a mental pursuit. Uh, being radical about something, I may have to fire myself up and <laughs> what have you. But when it comes to Christ, uh, my my ultimate uh, uh, white hot love for him, it flows from the river of God. Jesus talked about in, in uh, uh, the uh, the parable of the vine and the branches that the only reason why we can have this productivity in our lives is because we're connected to him. And when we lose that connection, well, then it well, then you have to fire yourself up because there's no real fire underneath. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about this. Uh, you brought up civilized Christianity. I yeah. thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Touch on that again. Yeah, I, I, I think um, first off, first off, I wasn't talking about style. 
that that would be the first thing I would say. Is I think I think sometimes we Pentecostals, especially you know, if it's not stylistically a certain way, then it's not radical. Uh, but some of the some of the most uh, on fire people I know for for God uh, come from a more what we would consider traditional style. But it's not a stylistic thing. What it what it is is uh, again uh, a domesticated faith would be. Uh, wearing a cross around your neck, but not believing in the power of the cross. It would be have, saying that you're a Christian, but then not lining yourself up and your lifestyle with obedience to God. Yeah. Jesus said, "Those that would be friends of mine, or they they obey me. They obey me. Obedience, you know, is a big part of this. Yeah. So uh, the domestication of our faith is when our faith becomes a part of our life, as opposed to it becoming our life itself." Two other things before we wrap up this podcast. The one I think is critical is that element of risk that you talked about mm-hmm. that if we're going to live a white hot faith radically for Jesus, we have the element of risk has yeah. to be evident in our faith yeah. on a daily basis and our decisions, mm-hmm. choices and things that we're doing. Yeah. You know, people are longing for authenticity and you probably have heard the phrase. I'm sure everybody listening has, you know, it just got real. Right. <laughs> uh, and some of the missions experiences I've had, uh, we've been in a few dangerous situations where we didn't know if we were going to make it out or not. And I can remember thinking to myself, it just got real. You know, am I really willing? You know, we talk about laying ourselves down, but am I really willing? Anybody that you've ever uh, heard of or been interviewed who has been in a difficult situation that was for a cause, a soldier fighting a battle, uh, a police officer uh, rescuing somebody, a firefighter rescuing somebody, uh, they'll talk about the danger. They'll talk about being on the edge of death, but they'll also talk about how it was the most alive they've ever felt. Uh, God has not built us for safety. God has built us for risk, and he is in the midst of the risk. I use the story of John's beheading this morning because sometimes we will preach that side of it, but then it <laughs> seems like, you know, no matter how close yeah. we are, we're always protected. But that's just simply not the truth. Some Sometimes you don't make it to the other side. John didn't live a safe life and it cost him his life, but we are still talking about him today. Yeah. His life overflowed with significance. And, and I think you really have to make that choice. And then ultimately my time on this earth, it's in the hands of God. Yeah. Um, and if I've got 20 more years or 50 more years or two more days, they're all his. I think there's a phrase that really, that bothers me. And I want to make yeah. sure and lay this out correctly. Yeah. Cause I can already hear the haters if they hear this disagreeing with hey, me, haters gonna hate, is, uh, <laughs> I'll pray about it. Yeah. That, that phrase keeps yeah. us from risking everything for the gospel. Yeah. I'll pray about it. Yeah. And to me, that is just a cop out to not mm-hmm. live uh, risky, yeah. reckless in some ways for the, the cause of Christ. I'm not going to get this right, but I, uh, I don't remember if it was the Moravians, but as one of these older missions groups back in the day that really did some tremendous things for the Lord. The concept I remember is they said instead of and it really related to, to missions is they talked about instead of asking God if he wants us to go, we're going to assume that he wants us to go and risk everything and we'll wait for him to tell us no. And mm-hmm. I, I love that idea mm-hmm. that instead of us all pray about, you know, I've done a ton of missions. Yeah. I'm sure you've heard this a billion times. Sure. Man, I'd love for you to go to meet with right. me. Come with me to Africa. Come with yeah. me to Haiti, yeah. whatever. I'll pray about it. Yeah. And there's validity to that. And hopefully right. everyone understands what I'm saying as you listen to this, but 
that you're phrase. Just, you're saying you don't believe in prayer. Is what you're <laughs> right. Saying. Yeah. 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 It's on. like, stop yeah. praying, start yeah. doing. It's not a question of if God doesn't, right. God wants you to go. Right. God wants you to do. God yeah. wants you to take great risk for his name. Yeah. I actually addressed exactly what you were talking about this morning in uh, Matthew eleven twelve, 12, uh, which is a very tough verse. I, I actually have never heard a preacher. I've, I've read commentaries on it, but I've never heard a preacher take it on. Uh, uh, from the days of John the Baptist till now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence and the violent take it by force. I mean, that is a tough verse to interpret and you have to go to context. You have to make sure you look at it in the original. Of course, I, I leaned heavily on commentaries. Uh, but I talked about it today that, that that verse, what Jesus is really saying is that John pursued the kingdom of God in his life. The kingdom of God would be God's plan, God's rule, God's reign. John pursued that so much that that Jesus went for a deep analogy. Uh, he went for the analogy of force, the violent take it by force. John pursued the will of God so strongly that the only way Jesus could describe it was violence and force. And again, that's what I hear the opposite of so often. You know, if God's going to make it happen, then it'll happen. Well, if it's his will, well, you never know. And again, almost like we're twigs <laughs> floating down a stream and God may yeah. guide us into something good and we may just keep floating. And and again, we, we all get that prayer is important. The leadership of the Holy Spirit is paramount. Of course, sometimes God's answer is no. Sometimes God's way of growing us is waiting. But these things are not where we live. Where we live is an aggressive uh, uh, meticulous, uh, uh, quick obedience to God, uh, him, him asking us to do something. And if we are always constantly saying what we're saying, really, when we say, I'll pray about it, most of the time is we're saying, I'll obey when I understand. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and a radical faith, <laughs> it obeys before it understands. Yeah. John never got to understand. You know, he died before he really understood the purpose of why he was in prison. Jesus encouraged him to not be bitter. Yeah. But ultimately, his life is now the example of, well, the first radical follower of Jesus that ever lived. Yeah. Great, great stuff. I encourage you, you can check uh, Doug's message out at gracepoint.org if you want to hear it in its fullness. But I'm going to close by reading this phrase that you said in your sermon. It said, uh, you said, excuse me, a significant life is the promise of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I, I grab hold of that. I speak that over every one of you that are yes. listening, mm -hmm. that you are designed, you are built for significance in the name of Jesus. I don't know where you're at, what you've been through. If you're listening in a car at, at the gym, you can pray right now and say, God, I want to be white hot for you. Uh, and so help me and, and let that start today. Repent, do whatever you need to do Amen. so that you'll become Amen. white hot for Jesus once again. Thank you for joining us on the Grace Point Daily Podcast. Hope that you listen to each and every episode. Again, whatever platform that you might be listening to it, you can like it, you can applause it, you can subscribe to it, interact with us. And thank you for joining us on the Grace Point Daily Podcast. We will talk to you next time.